No. Yeah, we are, actually. <laughs> we are, actually. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Season 2 premiere of Beast Nicks Podcast! Woo-hoo! That's right, we made it through a whole year, and we're here for year two, and I get to say, fuck you, Fat Mac! I was right all along! Pasty's got your goat, motherfucker! Yeah, And what a goat it is! It's an amazing goat! A goat that has come back from the dead, a second coming, if you will, a messiah of sorts. And his goat goes. Damn it, Fat Mac! There is pictures of goats with Daniel Bryan's face. There is, but nobody wants to see that shit. Everybody's happy that (laughs) Daniel Bryan's around. We're saying yes, yes, yes. There's also pictures of Daniel Bryan with a goat's face. (laughs) And there's probably, you know, some pictures of Daniel Bryan and a goat doing some things that we probably can't even post on here. (laughs) I don't know. We get away with a lot of shit. We get away with a lot of shit. I really do. <laughs> ah, shit. Ah, free at last. Free at last. Daniel Bryan is back. And taking a pounding from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Might I add. Yes, might yes. Add you just might. It is a picture of Daniel Bryan with a koala. <laughs> Don't know why, but it's there. We're just looking at random pictures of Daniel Bryan now. Yeah, well, no, I put in Daniel Bryan goat sex. <laughs> Open to see what you find. There's a picture of Mark Henry with a silverback gorilla. <laughs> I'm, I thought there'd be uh, Daniel Bryan goat sex pictures way sooner than I'm seeing right now. So, way to go, human beings. We're doing all right. And Kirsten pointed something out too. It totally makes sense that he was going to get um, brought back to the main roster and cleared to wrestle. Because if you've been paying attention, he's been growing his facial hair and hair again. Right. Make yeah. it more marketable. So that's, that's, a, that's a fun little thing that I thought I'd bring up, too. Yeah. It's been there. It's been there all along. I mean, I'm sure he's been cleared for a lot longer than they're letting us think. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure he when I started saying Daniel Bryan's going to be back for WrestleMania. Mm, well, that's just it. it it's I'm, I'd be curious to know, and we never will know no, how long can't. he's been cleared. Um, obviously, it, obviously, it was before Tuesday. Easily, we know that because he's been he's had to get ready and stuff like that. And I mean, obviously, it's been before Tuesday. I don't know how much sooner though. I'd be surprised if it was. I'd be surprised if it was before. I'd, I'd be surprised if it was before February. I'd be super surprised. I would say surprised. at the very latest, it would be that episode of SmackDown where Shane asked, or Daniel asked Shane if he could go spend time with his wife and child. I would say maybe there. I don't even remember when that happened. I that mean, was I know probably happened, a month but... ago. Yeah. That and that would make sense. Right. Pull him off the TV, get him training in secret. Yeah. Let's do the damn thing. And oh my god, we have so many dream matches to look forward to. What's your what's your number stay- one, Pacey? What's your number one right uh, now? Um AJ Styles probably. That's a good one. 
That is a good one. Shinsuke Nakamura. I know when Shinsuke Nakamura signed, he said the only re- or one of the main reasons he signed was that hopefully Daniel Bryan would be cleared with WWE at some point so they could have a match too. And I know that would be phenomenal, but not as phenomenal as the GOAT versus fucking AJ Styles. And when um and before um <laughs> before Daniel Bryan was even retired, he was actually trying to get WWE Vince McMahon specifically to bring Nakamura in for one match at WrestleMania, just like a um like a, a um like a um yeah, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like a specialty match, you know, like uh, I can't think of the word right now. They have them all the time at WrestleMania. They don't have storylines. They're just there to sell tickets. Like Lawrence Taylor right. versus Bam Bam Bigelow or, you know, all of that shit. Um, gimmick match. Not gimmick match, but yeah, I know. No. I know what I'm trying to well, think of. Like a one-off. I, you know what? Like, if Like the supposed Shaquille O'Neal versus Big Show. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to kind of, I'm, I'm going to try to reach farther. Because obviously, I mean, to me, I guess the first thing I think of is obviously Shinsuke Daniel is going to have the best match out of any two on the roster, probably. But I'm going to go out and say uh, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. He, right now, is probably my my number one pick. If I'm thinking of outside the box and not just like your first, you know, obviously Lesnar, Angle, AJ, Nakamura, those four at the top of your list. No Ty what. Dillinger also. I think Ty Dillinger and Daniel Bryan could put on a fucking classic match. Yeah, they could put on a very enjoyable match. I think it could it could definitely elevate Ty to where he's supposed to be. No, nothing's gonna do that. Not even Daniel. <laughs> I love I love Ty Dillinger and I love the ten gimmick, but he is definitely Zigglered. Um, by far. He is Ziggler. It's sad that he's already been Ziggled. I know it. So looking <sighs> Because I'm still looking for pictures of Daniel Bryan having sex with goats. I did find a picture of a goat tongue-kissing Batman while the Joker videotapes it. <laughs> I'm still scrolling through pictures, too. Straight and out of a fucking comic book. <laughs> Brock Lesnar giving a what-the-fuck kind of look on his face. Like, are you serious, guys? <laughs> I love it. It's some good shit. I think they're reading into us. Sometimes it's fun just, just scrolling through random fucking... Random picks on, on Google and seeing what you can come up with. Folks, season two, episode one of Beef Sticks podcast is unlike any other. We have no organization tonight. We've got no notes. We're going strictly off of what we know and what the Internet's going to tell us as we look at it. We weren't even sure if we were going to record this today at all. Yeah, right. Just we, like a, we were oh, thinking maybe. about buttered pop culture. Get it out of the way. And then it was like, well, let's just do beef sticks. So I guess before we get too fucking sidetracked, you should drop some uh, knowledge on the folks about the people that take care of us and love us. Oh, yeah. Of course, we are talking about none other than Monster Wear Clothing. Premium quality vinyl decals, custom t-shirts and hand-painted hockey masks, and oh, so much more! Locally sourced right here in the great state of Minnesota. Low prices, cheap shipping. You know, they take care of you about as well as we take care of whatever the fuck it is we do every single week here on the podcast. High-quality shit, man. I've had their decals on my car for one year! And there's no wear and tear. There's no fading in color. Everything is premium quality. Folks, 
Hit up Corey Matthews on Facebook, Monster Wear Clothing. Tell him Pasty White sent you, and he'll hook you up real nice. And while I'm at it, I got to give a big old shout-out to my funky friends, Dead Larry, and their magical creation, the Galactic Get Down. That's right, folks. Year three, and this is the most stacked lineup to date. I cannot believe we're going to be podcasting here for a second year in a row with some of my favorite artists of all time if you got time first weekend of august get your ass to houston minnesota fucking buy tickets now the galactic get down you don't want to miss it dead larry useful jenkins fucking look at the flyer yourself that one guy get off your lazy ass and do something for yourself do something for your mind body and soul and look into the galactic get down folks i can't stress that enough it's going to be one hell of a party. Strat, I'll give you a free Dutch rudder if you show up and say, Pasty White sent you. Damn right. We'll ready that shit up. And just so folks know, I got me a beer from a, a brewing company I have not tried before called Take 16. They are brewed in Laverne, Minnesota. Proudly brewed, they say. We'll see. Um, it's called the Country Mile. This is a Kolsch-style ale. And uh, like I said, I've never had Take 16. There's a couple at my local liquor store, so I might try another one. But this is the one I found I thought I'd pick. It's Country Mile. Take 16 sounds like a Pornhub challenge, if you ask me. This is a very, very, very tasteless beer. <laughs> that's not how you talk up a local beer company on the podcast fat mac i don't give a shit i shoot it straight this is super like i'm getting hints of fucking nothing uh, wow this um you know what folks i'm gonna go out of my way next week i'm gonna i'm gonna find the other take 16 another take 16 and try it this country mile Kolsch style ale coming to you straight from beef sticks podcast avoid it this is like a um, maybe a flavored water, but I don't know what it's like. I don't know. Is there a hint it's a of beer water? flavored water? No, it is. I don't even taste a hint of beer. Whatever it is, it's it's something, man. I almost bought one that had like pineapple and and something else in it, and I was like, ah, sounds interesting, but I'm not into fruity beers. Fucking, at least I would have tasted something. I no, I can't really recommend this. What does it say here? Country Mile, a German-inspired ale. No German motherfuckers enjoying this fucking bland shit. Let's scratch that out. A bland-inspired ale that's pale in color and in flavor. A delicate and fruity bouquet makes a refreshing and desirable, perfect transitional beer. Transitional to what? A transitioning to water? Like, what does it mean, a transitional beer? What the fuck is a transitional beer? Um, no, this is the first can I've ever had of this, folks. I got, I got five more sitting by me. Holy shit. I got Coors Light with me here, and this is the first time in my life I've had, like, a craft local beer, and I, and I'll tell you, that Coors Light has way more and better flavor than this shit. Uh, no, this is a pass, folks. Wow. I did not expect to say that today, but that's what, that's what you get season two. We're just gonna shit on the beer all season long, folks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not a good beer in sight. 
What's good X? beer? <laughs> I don't fucking know. You know, and while I'm shouting out my beverage of the night, that's right, guys, Pasty White is drinking alcohol for the first time in months on the B-Sticks podcast because I'm finally coming out of the broke hole and into something comfortable. Yes, I am drinking the finest. And while I'm saying this, you need to chug that whole can of beer. Water, I mean. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I am back on the bus. With my good old friend, Black Velvet, and Sam's Cola. That's right, gotta give a good old shout-out to Sam's Cola, because Walmart has it for cheap as fuck, and I like a case of Coke, and I don't want to pay 12 fucking dollars, or whatever the fuck it is that they charge for. That expensive nowadays. It is. It is. It's sad, I got a friend of mine, and that's her vice, is buying Coca-Cola. She doesn't have a lot of money to spend, but she'll get her case of Coca-Cola... Like once a week, and she's just like, "Ah, I probably can't afford it, but if you can pick me up another case of Coca-Cola, it's like, hey, fuck, the world's gone crazy when that's your vice. Ladies and gentlemen, we also have a live listener, currently my good old buddy from years past. Man, this guy just resurfaced from the pits of nowhere. Back on the scene, he's making beats again. Big shout out to my buddy, Neficit. A.K.A. Neff, A.K.A. Bradley Szyberski. I don't know how to say your last name. I'm sorry, but I'm shouting you out on the podcast because you wanted to hear something. Yeah, Brad! Yeah! Fucking Brad! It's always good when we have vocal listeners, and I love it so much. And now it's all awkward, and I don't know what to talk about because we just shouted out a live listener. I don't know what to talk about. Because I I got something to talk about. I got here a uh, a quote from Cantu, Dr. Robert Cantu. He sounds like a wrestler, but he's not. He's an actual doctor. Uh, More than Dr. Rodriguez, old Richard Rodriguez over there. Uh, But anyways, he he is the the guy who, who inspected the... He's the concussion specialist who evaluated Daniel Bryan. And he said this. He said, I determined that Brian is currently asymmetrical. No, asymptomatic. I said it right three times before, and now what I have to. Asymptomatic. In other words, he doesn't have symptoms. He has a normal, um, detailed neurological and cognitive neuropsychological examination. See, I could say neuropsychological, but I couldn't say fucking asymptomatic. Uh, And he had a normal EEG. And MRI that showed no definitive evidence of a prior brain injury. He says, it is my medical opinion that there is no absolute contradiction, 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 not contradiction. uh, Anyways, I think they misspelled contradiction. (laughs) To his return to in-ring action in WWE. Um, Cantu has served as an independent opinion. For Daniel Bryan's overall evaluation, and he has worked on concussion injuries with athletes in the NBA, NHL, NFL, and runs a concussion clinic at Emerson Hospital in Concord, Massachusetts. So he's saying that, um, like we heard, that apparently Daniel Bryan's brain is the exact same as somebody who's never had a concussion in their life. I hope that's true. Um, Boy... 
pasty when we were talking back and forth about this one of the first things we were talking about is yeah it's gonna be great he just needs to change up his ring style and avoid taking unnecessary bumps first day back on the job they give him a fucking apron bomb Right. Come right. on, WWE. Very unnecessary bumps. Vince is like, retire that bastard again. Come on. What the It was fuck? beautiful. I was really happy to see Daniel get his ass kicked like that. No, it was oh, awesome. It was it was probably um it was the best thing of SmackDown and it's tied with the best thing between SmackDown and Raw. So what bothered me were both one match shows or one segment shows. There was one thing about each right. of them and the rest was nothing. What bothered me was when Daniel Bryan told Kevin and Sammy that they're fired. Now this isn't forever. This is just for now. Then they're suspended indefinitely. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't think he knows what he's talking about. I'd kick your ass too, Daniel. <laughs> Have you seen good old uh, Kevin, who, who's just awesome on... On, on Twitskis? Yeah. Back to be Kevin Steen. It's Kevin beautiful. Kevin Steen is a... Uh, um, Great work. Fight. Of course, he didn't... One one big giveaway is he changed it to at Fight Steen Fight, which Steen is obviously mm. his previous name. Kill Steen Kill. But yeah, if he was really authentic, he'd go back to Kill Steen Kill. But, you know, I give him credit for trying to do kayfabe. He's even got a... Uh, He's got a picture floating around on social media that says, um, Owen, or is it Kevin? I think it's Kev. Yeah. Kevin. And it's, and it's the all in background, like, um, with those guys and it's K E V space I N. And so he's, you know, he's teasing. He's going to be at the all in show. It's Kevin. And, uh, I mean, it's cool. I love it. I'm glad that this is one guy that totally, he loves kayfabe. I mean, he just eats, sleeps, dreams, fucking drinks, shits, pisses, ejaculates kayfabe. And uh, ejaculating kayfabe is what I'm all about. Doctor told me I should get it fixed, and I was like, fuck you. For sure. For showers. Four showers? That's man. Who the hell are you sleeping with? You need four showers. Just one's good enough. Just scrub the balls, man. Just scrub the balls. Scrubbing the balls. I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to skip over to shit. Um. So, where does this lead us going into to WrestleMania? I mean, it seems like there's two obvious choices. Um, the one that's probably more obvious is my least favorite, and the one that's probably least, less obvious is what I would hope for, but where do you see this going into Mania? Daniel I'm Bryan, I'm talking about. I'm still kind of... Yeah, no, I, obviously. I'm still kind of in a toss-up. Uh, I want it to be a Fatal 4-Way, seeing as Shane and Daniel have had their own differences, but it's going to be a tag team. Um... At least in this tag team match, you're going to see it implode on all sides and end up being a fatal four-way of sorts anyway, I think. Yeah, all four are going to be fighting against each other, even though it's technically going to be a a tag team, I would assume. It'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I, I agree with you. Those are those are the two things I see. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's 
one of those two is what it's going to happen. It's probably going to be the tag. Um, I'd prefer the Fatal 4-Way. I think, I think no matter what, obviously, even if he's been cleared for six months, um, every pro wrestler will tell you, you can train and you can train in the ring as much as you want, but until you're actually working in the ring, you still have that ring rust. And so I think that this is the best thing for him to be in a multi-man match where he doesn't have to be the focus. I think that's good. I think if you just put him in on a one-on-one match against AJ or Nakamura at Mania, which I I mean, they're not going to do, but I'm just saying if they did, it would not be a match we'd want to see. It'd probably be better than a lot of other matches on Mania, but it wouldn't be the match that it could and or should be, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Mania's heating up, man. I'm I'm actually looking forward to Mania more than I'm looking forward to the Hall of Fame. We were just talking about this before the podcast went on air. This week, Mark Henry was added to the lineup for the Hall of Fame ceremony. And I'm just, I'm not feeling it. Uh, the Sadly enough, and nobody in the world is going to agree with me, the only artist, I, or the only person I'm looking forward to seeing in the Hall of Fame is Kid Rock. And that's a bad thing. Yes, nobody agrees <laughs> with you on that. Um, so tell me, what's your favorite Mark Henry classic match? <laughs> exactly. Fucking who knows? <laughs> I couldn't tell you a fucking classic Mark Henry match. I mean, and I give the guy credit, and he should go into the Hall of Fame at some point, just because he's been around there for so long, and because he started as shit and he worked his way up to okay. Um, you know, he, get, he gets that. I'll give him that. Um, yeah. You know, he gay. He he had. There's a, gonna be a lots hand. of sexual chocolate chance. Yeah, yeah. Lots hands, of that. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of rubber hands. <laughs> just chucking people throwing rubber hands at him. I would. Uh, that'd be great. I would. So the question is now, a lot of people are asking, Vinny Mac's been giving us a lot, Pasty, and he doesn't like to please the fans. He's given us Daniel Bryan back, and we know that the, uh, the folks backstage aren't the biggest Daniel Bryan supporters. He's given us Ultimate Deletion, He's given us that, so that's cool. Um, are they going to say we've done so much for you? We're giving you AJ versus Nakamura, the fan dream match. Are they going to use this as an excuse to say, okay, Carmella can cash in on Asuka. We're, we've given them enough. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, 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 I'm seriously wondering about that. I don't, I don't know. Carmella's going to cash in, but I don't think she's going to take it. I think it's going to be a failed cash-in. We talked about this last week, and, and my stance hasn't changed there whatsoever. Do you think they have a better argument now if they wanted to do it? Yeah. But I, I kind of... Because you can't give us everything, think, right? We're fans. and I'll, I think I'll Angle and Rousey are going to lose. I think Angle and Rousey are going to lose, and Rousey is going to learn her place. That's That's what I think they're going to do. Then Angle will probably wind up fired. And then Daniel, that, that also gives grounds for Daniel Bryan to not be the general manager of SmackDown anymore. Maybe that it just goes back to being Stephanie and Shane, which is what it should be. Because Stephanie's been well, very Well, Shane isn't even the general manager anymore, right? I know, commissioner. 
Oh, yeah, no, he stepped down. No, he's not even commissioner anymore, so we don't even know who's going to take that role yet. (laughs) This match at WrestleMania has three people in it who aren't even part of the company anymore. (laughs) I know, right? What the fuck, people? Come on! That's that's awesome, isn't it? You got a a marquee match with four people and three of them aren't even part of your company. You thought TNA was fucked up. (laughs) Hey, shout out to TNA who's been putting on some fucking amazing shows lately and is really turning their shit around. Um, They just had the highest rating they've had since their new ownership and ratings just continue to go up. Folks, if you liked TNA in the past and quit watching, just go back and give it a test. Because it is... They're going back... I mean, they've lost... They've cut all the all the, the the old-timers, if you would. You don't have Bobby Lashley there. You don't have EC3. You don't have any of the other, other guys. They're bringing people up from the bottom again, other than Austin Aries, who's obviously a mainstay. Sammy Callahan is becoming a big thing, or Ohio versus everything, all of them. The, the Christ brothers, who have been huge in the independence for so long, they're coming up now too. It's really, and they got a partnership with Lucha Underground. They're literally putting on joint shows. Have you heard this, Pasty? They're co-promoting shows together with, with um, Lucha Underground guys versus Impact guys. That's good shit. It is. That's it's good awesome. Shit, and they got some wrestling, they got at least one wrestler now that's in both promotions. Hopefully more. Let's build the independence. Let's fucking do this. Yeah, for sure. And them working together more puts more pressure on WWE to put out good content, good products, and it, it hopefully they'll eventually open their minds to collabing with them in the future as well. Uh, Vince let the ultimate deletion happen, which yep. is pretty fucking phenomenal. Um, albeit it was not showed to the live audience, and it was stricken from Hulu, so for, which let's... I think was it. Let's talk about terrible move. Let's talk about um because this is the other big news today is the ultimate deletion of this week, and that is our our beef of the week, right, Pasty? Not the fact that they had the ultimate deletion, the fact that they that the company did everything they could to bury it, right? Yeah, they didn't believe in it. They didn't want to believe it was going to be successful, and they shit all over it to the point where Michael Cole apologized before they aired it for what you're about to watch. Pathetic. It's pretty fucked up. Yep. Pretty fucked up, especially since it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I'd say it was on par with, like, maybe the first deletion. I'd say it was on par with uh, the uh, uh, del- uh, uh, Apocalypto, where it was like, yeah, it was there. I loved Apocalypto. Yeah, but I if you look at them all separately, it's non-stop like, deletion. at least that there was, was you know, I, I love the first one was awesome. Um, and then there was, uh, there was Deleter Decay was the second one. The first one was the final deletion. Then there was, uh, Delete Apocalypto, or what was it called? Tag Team Apocalypto. Was that just what it was called? Tag Team, man, you gotta have Delete in it, you fucking lazy bastards. (laughs) But anyways, um, yeah, this one was was total nonstop deletion and the... Oh, yeah. Overall yeah, was, highlight was Tech Team of That's right. It was, it was total nonstop deletion. There you go. Um, this one was probably my least favorite out of all of them, but that, but not 
It was still awesome. It was the best thing that was it on was Monday. Still better than it was still better than any of the Wyatt compound videos or the the House of Horrors with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. It is, and it wasn't so, that awesome when um when uh um oh it wasn't was it deletion delete town. Whatever, whatever town they went to ended up being the uh, old Wyatt compound. Yeah, it was dilapidated. Town. Dilapidated town. Yeah, dilapidated town. Like a dilapidated boot. That turned out turned out to be that. That was awesome. I thought that was really cool. I thought there was some decent wrestling. We got we got pyro. We got more pyro in this segment than we've had all year. Look, Vince would not let him shoot Roman candles at each other. Damn and. It. But wasn't it wasn't it great where um, when they were standing in the ring, the wrestling, and then the pyros went off, and Bray Wyatt almost in a moment of non kayfabe just kind of looks around and is like, "What the hell is going on?" He said, and it really made me think of the uh, the first one, uh, the final deletion when it's Matt versus Jeff, and when Matt first pulls out the Roman candles, the first and one starts... was the final deletion. I love that. Yeah, and, and I know, right. <laughs> And Matt brought out the Roman candles, and Jeff just looks at him and says, What the fuck are you doing? And it was just like, to me, I don't know if they purposely did that as a callback, but to me, that was kind of a callback there. Like, when the pirate, when, when the Roman candles and the fireworks start going off, all of a sudden, it's just kind of like, Wait a second, we've jumped the shark here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you, uh, but my favorite part was... The fucking uh, Marx Brothers segment, or uh, you could call it the Scooby Doo segment, maybe, where there's all the tombstones <laughs> and they're fucking running in one side Eater, and then come out a different way. <laughs> Destroyer, can't you see me? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I honestly loved that. And I've heard a lot Good. of people that's their least favorite part. Um, honestly, super... my favorite part was also my least favorite part, and that was the Moa of Lawn. Chair of Wheel. That was funny. Um, lawn. Chair of Wheels. I think it's on the lawnmower, and that was my favorite up until the point where the camera cuts were just shit. But I guess that plays into the cheesiness where right. Breda gets up in his backwards crab walk, and then Matt looks all confused and stops the more. Like, why wouldn't you just keep going forward? Yeah, it was hilarious building up to it and then super anticlimactic. I, I agree. <laughs> music was fucking perfect. The music, when he was on the lawnmower getting ready to go, that was perfect. And then they fucked it all up. Yeah, they did. They, they brought in the classical music. I was trying to remember, and I haven't went back and watched, but that might be the same music they played when he was using the lawnmower to uh, destroy Jeff Hardy's lawn. I think it was. I, 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 that's what I was thinking it was. But what I thought while I was watching it, the first thing I thought of, like, because I was super disappointed, like you said, he did the crab walk and then he just stopped. Like, how hard would it have been to put a black smoke bomb under the hood of that? And when, when Bray did the crab walk, all of a sudden the, the engine went out and, like, the mower stopped. Right. Like, that would Instead have been Instead of cool. imagine some weird, like, confused look. I love yeah. how Matt looked like he was having an orgasm in his pants <laughs> as he started driving forward. That was my favorite. <laughs> And who knows? I mean, we didn't see the waist down. Rebby could have been down there. We don't know. We don't know. Um. That's how you get authenticism. Right? That's not even a real word, but I um, tried. So we did We did get Brother Nero. That was a, a topic of, of possibility, whether we would or wouldn't. Um, we got to talk about that segment, the whole world in the hand segment. With uh, So basically, 
I think it wasn't he in the dilapidated boat? I think it was under Skarsgård. Anyways, Pasty, or, uh, not Pasty, I almost called him Pasty. Bray Wyatt, opened, he opened up something. It might have been the dilapidated boat. I can't quite remember. Yeah, Senior Benjamin's. dilapidated boat. Yeah. Because it was, it was sitting on its normal side, and Matt was like, dilapidated, dilapidated boat, my friend. This could not be the end. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was upside down. Yeah. So he so... flipped it over. And Senior Benjamin's laying there with a world in his hands. With a tiny, inflatable, beach ball-type globe. <laughs> and he and tosses things, it. He's got the whole world in his hands. I can't even do it like he did, because he did it so terribly. I wish, if, if, I'd have, if we'd have been more prepared for this episode, I would have, I would have ripped the audio and put got it on here. He did that, like... Yeah, he did it so awful... And I swear to God, that was probably like their 40-second take or something. I bet you that was the best of all the <laughs> takes they took. <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they did a lot of takes, and that was the best. But then they had Brother Nero, who was just over um, uh, Bray's shoulder, and he kind of does his, almost almost in his, um, um, not Will of the Wisp, what was his other guy? Almost in, in the voice of that. It- Itchweed, almost in his Itchweed, Itchweed. voice. Yeah, he, he did it. Um, and what I like about it is um, whether or not whatever happens with Jeff Hardy's shit, you know, he's probably coming back because it was just it wasn't drugs. It was just alcohol, this, that or the other thing. But no matter what, the way they recorded it, I mean, that might Jeff Hardy might not have even been there. That could have just been in Bray Wyatt's head the way they recorded it. So I thought that was kind of right. cool. You know, mm-hmm. and I thought it's awesome that they gave him this tiny, hollow, inflatable globe. And to me, like like I told you before too, I, I'm I'm probably reading more into it. But when I seen that, after I was done watching it, I was like, you know, to me, it's like they they threw it to him and they showed him, okay, you always say you got the whole world in your hands. Well, the world you have in your hands is small and hollow. You you're nothing. You you're the you know you're the you 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 are a uh, cult leader of no cult. You're a ruler of nothing. You're a winner of no matches. Like, everything that you talk about is hollow, small, and empty. And I, I, even if I'm reading into it, I liked that metaphor. For them. For them saying that to him and getting in his head. Mind-fucking him. Right. I was disappointed to see that we didn't get the reincarnation of Husky Harris. Although that would have been hard to accomplish. I, I would have loved to see it regardless. Um, but we didn't get anything from Bray Wyatt going into the Lake of Rejuvenation. Regeneration. He hasn't come out yet. He hasn't come out. The Lake of Reincarnation, he went in, and there was nothing in there when Senior Benjamin went to fish him out. And that made Matt Hardy super He didn't super try happy. very hard, though. No, he, he did not. <laughs> he tried about as hard as he tried singing the fucking Whole World song. <laughs> but, um... Mm. But that seemed to make Matt very happy, which is kind of weird. They're obviously building towards something. You think Mania. I hope not Mania. I think it's a horrible place to have it. Um, well, I guess we should say, we haven't pre-show. said. It Matt would be pre-show content. That would be great pre-show content, and I'd probably watch their three-hour pre-show. It'd be better than anything else they'll put on the pre-show. It's better than the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is going to be pre-show. 
And they haven't really talked about the Andridge, the Giant Memorial Battle Royal much this year because it's been replaced well, with... Because of the Pimpy Longstocking Battle Royal. they got to promote right. that. But that's where I'm thinking. What if what if the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was at the Hardy Compound and it was more like Apocalypto, not tag team though? I'm okay with that. That's what I want to give everybody that can't be on the main show a huge spotlight. Yeah. And it'd be wonderful. Wonderful. wonderful! <laughs> that was perfect, Loke. You think we timed this shit? Uh but we but we should say, because we haven't said, so Matt Hardy did win. He hit the twist of, of fate on, on Bray Wyatt after uh, Senior Benjamin and Brother Nero distracted him. Um, he got the pin. The Eater of Pins took a pin. We knew it. That was done. So let's move to our beef of the week. What's what's our biggest gripes, Pasty? Because there was a couple, two big things. You kind of touched on the one earlier. Uh, yeah, the, the fact that WWE had no faith in it getting over whatsoever and buried it. And I don't know what the other beef was. Well, currently. yeah, the, the the first one was obviously, like like you said, Michael Cole even apologized for it, said what you're going to see is weird. Um, they didn't play it for the live audience, but I'm okay with that because you end Not up losing. Not all of Michael Cole's were, words were negative, though. I do want to get that point across. He did say, like, spectacular or something. There was a couple of words in there that were actually positive and then a few words that were negative. Yeah, and you can tell he's being told what to say. So it's right. not it's and not like Michael Corey Cole Graves thinks it's horrible. In that scene, Corey Graves is playing the face, being happy and excited for it. And Michael Cole had to then switch and play the heel. That's just the way it goes. I mean, we could read more into it. Like Vince told him well, to it say should. it. Michael Cole should never be the heel. He's the face announcer. You you can't just you can't just all of a sudden be the heel announcer. Michael Cole's the best heel announcer of all time. Oh my gosh, Pasty, just go home. Mike I am home. Start fucking getting the, the anonymous GM back and shit. That was the worst seg. That was the worst um, commentating in history of WWE. Was when Michael Cole was on his fucking shit spin. Oh my gosh! Ah, when Michael Cole was going against King and he had his bulletproof box that he had to broadcast from every night. That was my fucking favorite. No, I would literally listen without volume on for those. I did after a while. I was just like, nope, not happening. Um, but so, so yeah, they didn't have faith in it. Uh, I was surprised it was the main event, which I thought was cool. They buried it on air to, to the people, you know, basically telling them you might as well just change the channel now. I'm okay with the live audience not having to sit through and, and watch it because they learned their lesson from the raw. Raw. Yeah, and, and that's fine. Give give the live people a dark match. You can get your dark match done early, and, and then all the wrestlers and crew can go home early also. That's cool. But the fact that, um, for those of you who don't know, WWE airs Raw on Hulu the next day, but it cuts it down to a 90-minute version. And on the Hulu version, they completely cut out the whole ultimate deletion completely cut it out. They ended yep. on the fucking Miz segment and shit, the Miz Tourage shit. So, and this is the first time that I can think of and remember, and I'm sure it would have made a big deal if it happened before now that they decided to cut the main event of raw from Hulu. They cut shit yeah. to make time and you have to the main event. It's pretty fucked up. 
Thank God for YouTube. Yeah, jokes on them because WWE didn't even WWE didn't even put the whole thing out on their YouTube channel either. We got little clips of it on their YouTube channel. Oh, did they? It's weird. No, it's I know weird that the ultimate deletion it. was was the highest searched for thing on um on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um and I believe I I didn't know they only put out segments, but I know that the ultimate deletion was the highest um viewed YouTube stuff for this week. Specifically so, the clip with Jeff Hardy. It was specifically the clip with Jeff Hardy that was the highest viewed WWE clip on YouTube. But yeah, for them to do all this to bury it and for it to get over so much, I hope they fucking learn their lesson. Those bastards. I hope they I hope they look at it and see, hey, it's what the I people hope Vince want. Ate his hat. And I don't even know that Vince wears a hat, but I hope somebody gave Vince a hat and he ate it. Eat your hat without mustard. <laughs> Um, so those were the two biggest news stories, I would say, of the week. We'd be Neil Bryan, obviously, and, uh, and then the ultimate deletion. So there is rumor about AJ Styles being injured. He obviously, he missed, um, the house shows this last week. He's, he's been out of the ring and not wrestling. Nothing's come out. Nothing, like, even on the dirt sheets have, like, really ideas of what it is some are speculating it may be personal time off um dave Meltzer says that it is an injury but it's not a major injury and um aj styles himself um was on catch news and he said if my leg got cut off i'd find a way to make it to wrestlemania so i think just to answer that question i will be wrestling shinsuke nakamura at wrestlemania don't worry about it. I'll be fine. So hopefully whatever's going on with AJ gets taken care of. But You know, I'm sure it's just the build-up to Mania. He doesn't really need to be there. He's been working his ass off for how long? Week in, week out on Raw, right. SmackDown, fucking everywhere. He's going to have an insane match with Shinsuke Nakamura. Why not have him be as fresh and rested as he could possibly be so they can have the best possible match? We had a good match between AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Could have been better if AJ would have been more rested. So I think maybe that's the thought process behind it. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, The fact that he's missing house shows makes me think something is obviously up. I don't see AJ as a guy who's just going to set out house shows because he wants to because he wants to rest. That's that's definitely not AJ. But I don't think there's any reason to rush him back, even if it's a super minor injury. If you have a reason to let him out and let him just do it. Let him let him get his time out, let him build up to it. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So and that it does. Yeah. Of course, we do have to talk about this because this is one of our beef of the weeks from weeks past, and that is fans talking out about um, New Day's pancake infatuation being a racial stereotype. We dived deep into this at the head of a show probably three weeks ago. 
Um, Xavier Woods came out and he's talking out against it, saying that it's not a racial stereotype. He said, well, if I'm a lumberjack, what do they eat? They eat flapjacks. Well, it's hilarious. So so why he's a lumberjack, that sounds kind of weird if you just say that. That was when they were in a lumberjack <laughs> match a while back ago. Right. He's not just a yeah. lumberjack all Sorry. of a sudden, folks. He didn't just get a gimmick change. <laughs> he's a man. A man's man. We need that song on a button. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> we should. We could use it all the time. <laughs> So yeah, they were lumberjacks, and he said, well, if I'm a lumberjack, what do they eat? They eat flapjacks. It was hilarious. So we said next week, are we going to do pancakes? Yeah, sure, why not? And that's where pancakes said, came from, Woods said. If there's any ever any sorts of contention or anything like that, I think there's a situation you should take a look at yourself and think about how deep you're looking into something that's not really there. He also pointed out that he and his partners are very aware of how they present themselves, but he doesn't want to suppress their witty personalities due to being under a racial lens simply because they are African-American males. All we want is a blank slate, he said. And if people continue to refuse to give us one, then they're doing nothing more than continuing to hold down, hold, uphold the social constructs that we're trying to break down. I agree. I, agree. And I know we were discussing this partially show and that. you have a different. Well, I do. I mean, I agree partially with that. He is right. Um, I guess the best example is um, if anybody wants to go out and um, you got to be able to find it online. There's a movie called Bamboozled. Bamboozled is a, is a movie about a black guy. The radio, he, he's, he's in charge of um, a television network. Ratings are plummeting. They can't find anything good. Shows like the Cosby's and everything else with these like well-to-do black families fail. So a black runner of a show ends up creating a black show with black actors, but he makes it an old-style minstrel show where they're out there stealing watermelons and raping white women and shit like that. And it gets huge ratings and it's super successful and it makes them tons of money you still have to look back on it and say, just because these are black guys who are perpetuating these stereotypes, does that mean that it's innocent and harmless? Now, the other side is, yes, if you're looking at everything as well, if a black person does this, it looks racist. If a white person doesn't, it doesn't look racist. First of all, I think a white person coming down to the ring and fucking with a ton of pancakes and shoving them in their mouth is going to fucking look just as weird as black people. It still doesn't make sense, okay? So, you lose out on that argument right off the bat. But, yeah, it's still kind of... It doesn't help if it's... Even if it doesn't hurt them and they think it's empowering them, if it holds down three other young black people in the process who aren't celebrities, who don't have money, who can't speak up for themselves, it's harmful and it's negative. They, They don't get to decide whether it's harmful or negative or not. It could be worse. They could be eating ramen noodles. I, don't I know. shouldn't say that because now they're going to get ideas. Right. So, I mean, there there isn't a, and we said this too when we were talking about it, there isn't a perfect answer. Um, my guess is 
when they're gone from the company, like I said to you before we aired, they're going to turn right around and tell a different story. Because we see it with every wrestler who defends stupid things on WWE. As soon as they're no longer with the company, they do a shoot interview talking about how WWE made them do it and they didn't want to do it and this, that, and the other thing. Um, nobody, nobody wants to fucking be the pancake people. I mean, fucking, no, that never, fucking, uh, I, I never, I couldn't imagine Harley Race coming down the ring being the pancake guy. I couldn't imagine Bruno Sammartino being the pancake guy. Bob Backlund, Frank Gotch. It's not something they want to be. They want to be the people who come down and wrestle and are appreciated for wrestling. Are they going to get that? No. So do they need gimmicks? Yes. But for him to say it's racist, for other people to point out it's racist, is an argument that white people have used for centuries to be racist. Did I say racist enough times there, Pasty? I think so. I think we hit our quota. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds fucking great. Um, <laughs> and to get on another hot topic in, in the world today that made its way into WWE, unless you have more on this topic, Pasty. No, not so much. Uh, just, I don't know. I think it, it helps their case that Xavier Woods is willing to say, you know, if you think it's a racist thing, maybe there's something wrong with you. I agree. People I think love people look into things too much. There's wrong I, things. I, I don't that. know. <laughs> I'm one who a lot of people prove stereotypes to be true. Oh, yeah. Not always, yes, but a good yes. portion of the time. <laughs> and so I don't think you can fault that. And I don't think playing off of stereotypes is wrong. But I also, before our Beef of the Week segment, never saw black people eating pancakes as racist. Not once. So I think it's all based on perspective, and people are going to think what they want to think. But if Xavier Woods is, is coming out and saying he's down with it, I mean, if he says differently later, then it's different later. But for the now, I think just leave it be. They're doing what they want to do. They're having fun. If you they're can making see money, they're having fun. Yeah, if they're making money, let them go. I, I'm I'm all for that. If they're making money and they're Honestly, happy, let them do it. Next week, I want to see them all come out in white face. <laughs> WWE's done that before. Let's, let's all remember fucking <laughs> Kerwin White, okay? It's not like WWE <laughs> has never fucking done that. WWE's as guilty of white face as they are black face. Because they Kerwin Whited the shit out of Chavo. Mm. Um, so another topic that, that, that a lot of folks are talking about are homosexuals. With uh, Hollywood jumping on the bandwagon now finally. That, that television blazed the path of. It has come out now. And, and I haven't seen anything... Um, officially corroborated by any of the people I'm about to mention, but this has been leaked through multiple, multiple sources and Dave Meltzer has gotten behind it. So at least there's enough people talking about it that, it, that there's got to be some kind of shred of evidence that Stephanie McMahon is pushing backstage to have Finn Balor portray a strong homosexual character, a strong, open homosexual character. And uh, the rumors are that Triple H is very against that. We all know Triple H is fond of his uh, NXT guys and tries to protect them from ridiculous gimmicks. 
Um, you know, I know, I know that, that wrestling is supposed to be just like a movie, but this kind of goes with the whole New Day racial things too. Just because you're portraying a strong homosexual person, if it's not with an actual homosexual wrestler, which they've had a couple come through, at least bisexual, homosexual, right. mm-hmm. don't force somebody who's not homosexual to play. We've seen it before with Billy and Chuck. We've seen it before with Mongo. I We've seen it before with, Chuck. um, um, God, there's been a ton. Who is, who is the other hairdresser? Not Mongo, but, uh, Billy and Chuck's hairdresser. Uh, started with an F. Oh my God. Mm, and keep talking. Yeah. Keep talking. So, I mean, we've, we've seen them do it and it just, it's not going to end up right. Even if this one, they're going to try to portray as strong, open and out. Wait till you get a proud homosexual professional wrestler. Let him come out and be that, but don't make that his gimmick. That doesn't have to be his gimmick. Um, now, they did have Orlando Jordan, who is a, a open bisexual wrestler, and he wanted that to be his gimmick, and I thought he portrayed it awesome. Um, this was too early, and even today, maybe his antics were so over the top, they still might be a little early. I remember when he was in TNA, he'd come out with a man and a woman, and he'd, like, almost body swim over top of them and stuff like that. Like, he was super Rico. flamboyant. Rico! Yeah, I told you it starts with an F. <laughs> Freako! It's a silent F, it's there, though. Freako! They could have been Freako. Um... So I just, you know, and Finn Balor has, has fucking had such an uphill climb that he shouldn't have had to have. Some of that is right. on injuries and other things. Don't get me wrong. It's not all WWE just keeping him down. But he's had such an uphill climb. Let's just let him be Finn Balor. And if you're going to stick somebody else with it, let's have it an up-and-comer from NXT that they don't right. know. But I don't think Velveteen that's what Velveteen Dream. Boom. Yeah, Bring him up to the main roster. He's very androgynous. Fucking, I mean, if you're going to go that route, uh, go Lars Sullivan, let Lars Sullivan come up as a big fucking bear. (laughs) Just fucking just come out there like, I like dicks. Come here. Not the flamboyant fruity gay, just the sweet, the butch bear. Lars Sullivan ain't going anywhere anyway, so he might as well have something to take him. Uh, I know they released him, but Darren Young was the he first was open sexual wrestler on the main roster in WWE. Yeah. Bring him back. No. Why'd you let him go? Because they good. didn't have anything for him. Because he's not good. I love that him. too. And I wish Bob they would have. I wish they would have. Um, to be fair, the first openly gay professional wrestler was Pat Patterson back in the fucking 70s. Okay. You know, nobody ever fucking let him... I mean, nobody cared. He pounded ass. They all knew it, but he never... Per- but back in the 70s, you unless you're going to be a super heel, unless you're going to fight with the Russians, you know, against the um, Americans, you're not going to come mm. in as gay. It was a different time. He would have been very much a heel. But yeah, Darren Young was... I, I was that, that was one of the reasons I said when they let him go, I was so surprised because they have all these networking that they do and these philanthropist things that they do with uh, Glad and all these other things that it was like you let the one guy who's super out go. It's like even if you just keep him on house shows and on superstars, 
He's at least your token, and I don't mean black guy. He's your token homosexual. But I, I'm going to be the first to say he's not talented. He had no charisma. His ring work was boring. On, and I mean, on, if on. you have to use a straight wrestlers and, and, and make them into gay wrestlers for storyline purposes, why wouldn't you do it with Tyler Breeze and Fandango? Yeah, yeah, they're they already very line. metro. They tote that line. They're flamboyant, metrosexual guys. One thing Roman Reigns was saying on uh, on Sam Roberts' podcast this week, I was listening to that uh, actually earlier this evening, was he walked in backstage on Fandango, and he was applying Vicks Vapor Rub all over his body pre-match. And Fandango looked at him, and he said, only tough guys do stuff like this. <laughs> and Roman had nothing to say. I love it. you're damn right. I love you gotta it. be a fucking tough guy right? to lube up with a bunch of Vicks Vapor Rub before your match. You're damn right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> Good for him. That's got to suck when you're wrestling. Like, somebody like me can't stand the smell of Vicks, Vicks Vapor Rub. Some people love it. They almost come from it. I can't stand it. I wouldn't want to be in the ring and all I smell is Vapor Rub while I'm in a headlock with this motherfucker. Right. Whatever happened to baby oil? Why, right? why you got to go Vapor Rub? He, he forgot to take a shower that day or something. <clears throat> But yeah, no, Finn Balor, don't hinder him with that gimmick. Don't. Don't. I mean, I guess I could see it. And oh, he'd make a off. cute gay guy. He'd but make a super cute gay guy. the only reason they're doing that is because they don't have Kenny Omega. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. They're trying to play off He's the whole... He's an ex club member. Yeah, they're trying to play off Kenny Omega and, and, and his, his beau, the Golden Lovers, and... Finn Balor is not the guy for it. Although Finn Balor is an extremely attractive man and I'd probably peg him one or two, but. Oh yeah, I could go gay for him. I could see it. I mean, he's not at the top of my list by any means, but. I would only do it if he let me wash my clothes on his abs. Oh yeah. (laughs) They'd be the cleanest your clothes have ever been. Ever. (laughs) What's he got? Like a 16 pack? Jesus Christ. It's, it's un, it's unnatural. (laughs) But in the best of ways. Yeah, it, you almost feel like if they were going to do that, I, I I agree with you, is that I didn't really think of it till you said it, but they probably have him be gay and then team him up with somebody, probably like a Carl Anderson or maybe Luke Gallows as the butch. You know, Finn's the bitch, Gallows is the butch, and they'd be the new golden lovers, you know? Right. I, I, I could easily see that. Finn Balor is your Kenny Omega. Finn and AJ. Finn and AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ can be Kota Ibushi. I can see AJ as a Kota Ibushi. AJ's already done enough. He, I, We know that he's uncomfortable doing love angles. He's a very down-home Southern Baptist Christian, I'm married and love my family thing, and doesn't like to toe that line. Which is cool. I mean, good for him. Joe bless you, Loke, but I uh, guess it would work. Guess I love that work. you're still using Joe bless you. Oh, I Joe love it. Bless you. Uh, well, who else is the staple bless of the Beatles podcast? <laughs> uh, where do we go from here? Where do we go? How about some? Uh, I haven't got to watch it yet. 
Um, my son's favorite gimmick match of all time, folks. They just brought it back not too long ago on Impact Wrestling. Feast or Fired? Feast or Fired? If you don't know what that is, basically it's a la- it's it's almost like a Money in the Bank, but with multiple briefcases. And it what it usually is, is one gives you a title shot at the world title. One gives you a title shot for the tag team titles. One gives you a title shot for whatever their secondary title is now, whatever it is. And the third one is a pink slip. You're fired. Out. So it's kind of a gamble. Like, do you want to? Usually they have more than four people in there. And it's kind of like, you know, some sometimes the strategy is, do you even want any of the briefcases? Because one of them fires you. You don't want to lose your job. Right. Uh, an, an interesting take. It's obviously a copy of the Money in the Bank, but it is a very interesting take on it. And um, EC3, I think to nobody's surprise, got the fired briefcase. So EC3 is let go from Impact, even though he's already been working in NXT for a NXT. while now. <laughs> right. Um, but no, Gotta I, love that long recording schedule I shit. I know it. I know it. Oh, it, it was... Um, Oh, here it is. I got it. So it was um tag. It was world champion, tag team champion, and X division championship. So Eli Drake got the tag team championship um, briefcase. So he gets to pick who he wants as his partner to take it. Petey Dummy. Williams, yeah. Petey Williams, um, who is an amazing X division guy, got the X division title. Some of you might remember him way back in the day as a uh, Maple Leaf Maple Leaf Muscle. He was Big Papa Pump's little sidekick, and he dressed like Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. And uh, um, what what you probably know him as is he's the innovator of the Canadian Destroyer. And if you guys don't know what the Canadian Destroyer is, um, it's it's one of two things. It's either one it's of the most John amazing. Cena's been using, or he hasn't used it in a while, but he was using it for a he, good yeah. He minute. did use it for a while there. Yeah, it's one of the most amazing moves you've ever seen, or it's one of the most unbelievable fucking wrestling moves you've ever seen because it could never work in real life. Right, but um, but go online, look up Canadian Destroyer. You'll find a three second. It's a beautiful fucking it. maneuver. It is. It's a it's, work of art. It's dangerous, and I've never heard of anybody getting injured on it. But it look, at least to me, it looks like you really got to be in sync, both of you. Oh yeah, yeah. The timing has um, to be fucking perfect. And then uh, Moose got the World Championship br- briefcase, so Moose will be challenging. Um, it isn't Alberto Del Rio. Isn't it Austin Aries? Yeah, Austin Aries. Moose will be challenging Austin Aries sometime soon. And then EC3 got fired. So my question is, what happens if all three championship briefcases are chosen? Does the match continue and somebody has to begrudgingly they don't, climb up you don't, the ladder? You don't open it. until They either op- they usually wait until like the next week on Impact. Or if it's on a oh, pay-per-view, okay. they'll, they'll do it until the next Impact and do it on there. Yeah, they don't open them as they go. Once you get a briefcase, you're just out of the match. You go to the back. Because that um, would be really confusing. I would like to see a match go out (laughs) where all three championships are won, and then there's just one briefcase in with, like, four guys left. And then you're just throwing it at each other like hot potato, waiting (laughs) for the latch to open. (laughs) I could see that. No, they'll wait. I mean, they've done it, like, right afterwards, immediately afterwards, but usually they'll, 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 um, milk it for what it's worth and do it on the next episode or something like that. Interesting match. But yeah, I'll have to go back and watch that one. I did not watch that one, but I've been trying to keep up on Impact a little bit more than I have been because it has been very good. 
Um, which is, again, like we said, good for everybody. That's always good for everybody. We got anything else, Pasty, or you, or you want me to move on to some uh, some other stuff? We can move on. Actually, I have something I wanted to bring up that I didn't quite catch watching Raw that maybe you caught or didn't catch. Okay. But during the, the Miz segment, Miz used Finn Balor and Seth Rollins' old indie names. Uh, except he called Finn Prince Nevitt. Nevitt, yep. And yep. Tyler Black. Yep. Uh, and I don't think he accidentally cool. said that's Prince shit. Nevitt. I don't think he accidentally I I don't think no. he... Wait a second. I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he accidentally said oh. it. But um, I could see it being the other way around. But since he said Tyler Black, I don't think he accidentally... I don't think he did it on purpose. But either way, yeah, yeah. He, he should have said Prince Nevitt and Tyler Wack. Right, <laughs> that would be good. Personal take. That would. That I mean, worked. I came up with that this quick. How how come creative didn't come up with that? <laughs> that that could be good. But um, it's fucking cool that he can hearken to to their old names. That's it's great. cool when they actually just acknowledge that people existed before WWE. Yeah, right. And even as far as as WWE allowing Kevin Owens to go back to the Kevin Steen name on Twitter. Yep. Granted, they probably have no say in that. Right, and it's but... his legal name, but... Right. Hey, I don't and... think Steen is his legal name. And um, it's got to be great for uh, Tyler Black to get a little bit of a promotion as Black because he has his school in Iowa. And I always forget, it's like Black and Dangerous or whatever it is. It's him and another wrestler. Black and Mild. It's not black and mild, <laughs> but yeah, he's got another school. It's like black and dangerous like with Johnny dangerous or something like that. So yeah. it's cool for him to get some kind of promotion out there as black and just kind of black and Decker. It's not black and Decker, but I like that. I can see a wrestler named Decker, Jonathan Decker. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great name. That's what Roman Reigns' name should be. Jonathan Decker. <laughs> <laughs> Black and Decker coming at you. You can get lawsuits from that. They couldn't even fucking do Febreze for fucking Fandango and, and Tyler, Breeze. Tyler Breeze. They had to call him, uh, um, what do they call him? Breezango. Breezango, yeah. I was like, the Breezango. fucking name's built in. It's Febreze. God damn it. I'd have fucking, I'd have done I'm it. I'm going to pay royalties for that. I'd have, I would have put a little money in and just said, hey, you know what, Febreze? It's going to be cross-promotion. You don't pay us. We don't pay you. We promote you. We'll have your actual Febreze sticker on their tights. They're going to spray. They're going to spray we the promise, ring. <laughs> we promise Fandango will not be lathering his body with a Vicks Vapor <laughs> right, Rub anymore. Right. We'll spray him down with Febreze before every match. But what a good, what a good gimmick with these guys being like super like like pompous and shit. They'll come over to their opponent's corner and sniff it and just be like, and hold their nose and then bust out some Febreze. You know, after they pin their opponents, their opponents roll away and they spray the mat with Febreze because their opponents stink. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> In order for that to happen, they'd actually have to win their matches, though. That's true also. <laughs> But if they had a bottle of Febreze sitting ringside to spray them in the face with, they'd have better chances of winning. 
So let's Ugh. talk about some what, what could be some scary news. And we touched on it earlier, Pasty, but I'm, I'm looking at an article here now about uh, about Bray Wyatt and about how he went into the, the lake of rejuvenation, a reincarnation. And uh, they're talking about that it sounds like backstage the talk is that they are going to be making changes to Bray Wyatt's character. Which is great. Could be. Could be. Some of the things on the table, though, are Husky Harris could return, or Sister no. or Sister Abigail could return, and he could I've come out as a lot Sister Abigail. Um, as far as we know with Bray Wyatt, it's going to be worse than it is good, I, I'm, I, I assume. I hope, I mean, there's there's good things they could do with this. I was, I'm but really hoping that they just, they, they kind of rewind time a bit back to the whole world in his hands, Bray. Cause I think that's where Bray was at his best. And with the song being sung and him going into the lake, they could easily play that into his reincarnation. I don't want Husky Harris to come back. Nobody, Nobody wants, wants Husky that. fucking Harris to come back. Unless you're going to bring back the entire Nexus. Uh, Nexus, yeah, but that's no. not going to happen either. And nobody wants to see the sister Abigail. We we were lucky we dodged the <laughs> right. <bat> bullet. Yeah. <laughs> WWE has been pretty good about dodging a bullet, and never looking back, especially this past year. Don't do that now. <laughs> right. Don't do it. But I still, you, you know, were talking about potentially a woken Bray Wyatt. Potentially, yeah. That idea is intriguing. I just feel I I love the Bray Wyatt character. Um, I love um, um, I can't think of his first name now. Rotundo, the, the actual man. Anyways, um, I love him. He, he's a great performer. But looking back on his career, I can honestly say at this time, I think Bray Wyatt is not good as a solo act. I think he needs to be in a tag team or he needs to be in a stable. He has had zero success, even whether it's winning or us even caring or enjoying his performances when he's been a solo guy. I can't think of anything he's done solo that I look back on and have enjoyed. And I just I think... I still think if he gets a team and, and, and continues with the Bray character, it needs to be War Machine. They could make so that. much more of an impact than, than uh, Luke Harper and... and God, I'm bad at this right now. And Rowan, Eric Rowan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, could definitely be great. I would love to see War Machine with him. And I think he'd be good as <laughs> as a, a veteran in WWE that, that's pushing them and helping them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to talk about another thing. Since we're talking about Bray, I want to talk about this... Uh, whole fiasco with Braun Strowman and the bar and how now they're saying he needs to have a tag team partner. And if he needs to have a tag team partner, WWE needs. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> Fucking they bad. need it. All right. <laughs> they need it so bad. 
They need... The anticipation is amazing, folks. Uh, I'm so bad. Hang on. I, I'd like to help you, but I don't even know where you're going right now, so... I'm kind of stuck. They need to re-sign James Ellsworth right now! Oh my gosh. So Braun Strowman can have a worthless tag team partner that does nothing. <laughs> Don't they have enough worthless guys that do nothing on their roster? Do they really need him? They need him! Who else would you want to see Braun tag team with? I don't want anybody to tag team with Braun. Not one person. Granted, it's probably going to be Big Show, and I would kill myself. I still, I, I'm hoping that they end up swerving <laughs> and it ends up being himself. Um, I could see something where, like, they force him to have a tag team partner. He doesn't pick one. They put one with him. Let's say Big Show or somebody. And um, backstage, they they get to bickering, and Braun incapacitates him moments before he has his match, you know. And then he has to go out there alone and has to win it alone. Because if you're going to do this angle, the only, the best way to do the angle is him winning it by himself. Yeah, I, I, I'm drooling over the thought of Braun Strowman being tag team champions. It's the best. It would be his first championship he's held, and it would be perfect. Because who's going to take down... It'd be great. He could have an open challenge every week for tag teams to come out and try to defeat him. Right. And who's going to beat him? And it works because he's a monster and he can beat teams. But then when it comes time to take the the titles off him, it's a good excuse because it's two people that end up beating him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I just, I don't know where they're planning on going with this. It really baffles me. I thought... Again, if this is if this is WWE trying to be unpredictable just to be unpredictable, if they seen everybody who said, "Oh, of course Braun's going to win it by himself now," and they were like, "Oh, we got to change it cuz everybody says what we picked," then you're doing the wrong thing. Sometimes right. predictable's okay if it's the right story. If that's the story that needs to be told, it's okay for you to be predictable. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's definitely. See, I would love, I would love to see like Braun take it off the bar. He reigns undefeated for a couple of months, and then like the revival rises to the challenge. Yeah, because the revival could take him out because they know how to work together. I think better than almost any tag team out there. Yep. Plus, they need the push that they haven't got because God, do of injury. They need it. <laughs> I mean. I'm sorry, but it's kind of sad when you lose to the Good Brothers. That That's sad, too, that the Good Brothers, the Revival, the Good Brothers, all of these great tag teams that are actual tag teams get shit on and pushed down for for nothing, really. They're, yeah, WWE has never been... There's been moments when they've had great tag teams, but for the most haul, WWE just has not really cared about tag team wrestling. Now let's talk about your worst case scenario. Braun Strowman's tag team partner is Jason Jordan. <laughs> That's the worst case scenario for any poor pro wrestler. <laughs> Jason Jordan! Uh-uh. 
I'd rather see James Ellsworth, to be honest. What if, I would hey. love, especially since Braun destroyed James Ellsworth in his quote-unquote debut before he was even signed. What about you know, this, that though? would be great. What about this? What about Alexa Bliss, his mixed match challenge person? She doesn't ever have to get in the ring. If he, yeah, but he tried unquote, to kiss her. Didn't that kind have, of dissolve their shit? I've, I don't know. I don't fucking watch mixed match challenge, and it doesn't. And it I don't doesn't watch either. Yeah, and it doesn't Kirsten coordinate was, with. Uh, it doesn't coordinate with WWE. They have different storylines, different shit. It, forget it. That's if it didn't happen on Raw, it didn't happen, right, Pasty? That's WWE's old mm-hmm. adage. So yeah. why not have him? You know, oh, it's my mixed match challenge partner. If I have to have a partner, I Start pick her. Match at That's a good reason why they wouldn't do it. But she doesn't even, like I said, she never has to be in the ring. She wouldn't even get in the ring. She's just there because he quote-unquote needs a partner. She'd basically be a fucking glorified mascot, you know what I mean? Because she couldn't get in the ring because women can't wrestle men. But if he quote-unquote has to have a partner, it's still him being the only guy on the team that wrestles. She just happens to be there. I don't know. I'm trying to get creative and think outside the box. I think good old Jimmy Ellsworth. I don't think anybody wants that other life. than you, Pasty. I don't even think James Ellsworth wants Everybody that. Everybody wants it. Everybody loves James Ellsworth. Fucking shut up. If you asked anybody who watched Raw last week, hey, what do you think of James Ellsworth? They'd look at you and go, who? Remember that guy? Who? He beat AJ Styles. Who? Won the first woman's money in the bank. Oh, Carmella. No, he was with her. Who? <laughs> Nobody remembers James Ellsworth. He came I and he think went. that's just... <laughs> I give him shit, but I, I really don't need to see him. He is more over than I give him shit for, though. Bliss almost kissed him back. She, she, she. He leaned in for the kiss, she turned and smiled and almost kissed him, and then some fan ran up and tried to get her autograph. Oh, so she didn't she even... Got... So she didn't even care about it. It wasn't even like she was pissed, huh? See? She was for it. The stars are aligning. The stars are aligning. Be the next Rusev and Lana. Except they both... Except uh, it'd be the opposite way around because Alexa has talent in the ring. Braun actually has a good... A lot more talent than he did when he first came in. Uh, not, not Rusev yeah. level, but he's definitely way better than he was. Yeah. Braun's, Braun's a believable top-tier guy. Braun has and done that, more than he has to for a guy of his size. Right. Uh, he's got to be the favorite, my favorite big man since Andre the Giant, and maybe even more favorite than Andre the Giant at this point. He could go down as that. I, I'd have to see. He has to prove it to me. I'm another one of those people. I want to see tenure. You can't give me a handful of years and say you're the best. I still stand by that with Rick and Morty. I love Rick and Morty, but it's nowhere near the best show until it, you know, until it gives us a good, you know, seven, eight years, and then we can actually. Yeah, judge with it. Rick and Morty, they need to get on broadcast television. They need to get off Adult Swim. Fox should. I don't understand why Fox hasn't picked them up yet. They don't push the bar any further than family guy really unless it comes down to blood but even still it's cartoon violence it's pointless it's harmless yeah keep them on adult swim why not the best shows have been adult- from on adult swim 
the problem is, is Adult Swim, most of their money is from internet streams, and they don't get a lot of uh, uh, revenue from ads on the internet as compared to what they would make on TV, and not a lot of people watch it on TV. Well, Adult Swim does that on purpose. They run their own commercials because they don't want to adhere to any advertisers, which is awesome exactly. for any creators. If you're a show creator but, and you want free reign, they say, hey, you can't take our, our people away. That's why they run their own bumpers and shit. They get paid a certain amount from Cartoon Network or from Turner, actually. And uh, they don't have to answer to advertisers, which makes it a place that every <laughs> you know person who creates a show wants to be. It's good. But Rick and Morty is worth more than that. But do you think in this day and age, the actual people who watch Rick and Morty, that they're going to get a wider audience? Because the people yeah. who watch Rick and Morty don't even have cable. Most of them. They, they watch everything either on Hulu, YouTube, uh, Netflix, or other means. You know what I mean? That's the generation that watches Rick and Morty. Yeah, but I don't know. I I think they'd be better off if if, if Fox picked them up. Yeah. Fox might be getting uh, WWE, and I think WWE would be much better off if Fox picks them up. So let's right. hope that. So that why happens. wouldn't Rick and Morty? Well, let's 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 try to get one at least. Let's try to get. Let's start with WWE and see where that goes. Um, something I did want to bring up is uh the New Japan Cup finished up this week and we got a gaijin winner um everybody thought it was going to be tanahashi uh it wasn't tanahashi he uh this guy ended up beating tanahashi i actually i actually thought that it was going to be um sonata i thought sonata was going to be the dark horse and come through in the end and Sonata was going to win it. But I was proven wrong. Although I still think Sonata's got nowhere to go but up. And I think his star is super rising. But Zack Sabre Jr. came out of the fucking woodworks and won the whole New Japan Cup tournament. Um, Pretty awesome. It's super awesome. This is another one of the big fucking... Uh, what the hell are you doing? Oh, never mind. Um, sorry. Something was popping on and in and out and stuff. Um, <laughs> it's freaking me out for a second. And I found out it's just a fucking YouTube video on the page that I'm looking on. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, no, good for him. I was going to see. I, I, I want to, um, actually, it's on my phone. I should look on my phone. I have the bracket for New Japan Cup to see who he ended up, uh, who he ended up beating. Some, some big names, some who's who's if you will if you gave me three shakes of a lamb's tail i'll have it up oh and i did want to go over the mix match challenge because they they finished another full bracket so we need to discuss that also all right i think and while you're getting your shit together last week we heard about the coming of Fat Mac and how the name Fat Mac came into creation. And that got me thinking. And if I'm thinking, then maybe the listeners are thinking, how the fuck did Pasty White get his name? Well, folks, 
Way back in the day, I was a high school rapper who went by the name of J-Thug. J underscore T-H-U-G-G. Yes, I was a double G. And if you see me on YouTube and you look at me, you know I'm the whitest of white. And I had a lot of people who liked my music but didn't like the name. And I wasn't so sure about the name and I was ready for a change. One day, me and my buddy Vermillion was rolling around the cities, going to his house to actually record a song. The song was Kerosene. And if you check out Northern Lights' old shit enough set, it is a bonus track hidden at the end of the album. Kerosene was the first name or song under the name Pasty White. And the name came up rolling around listening to Three Six Mafia's The Last to Walk album. And they had a track featuring Crunchy Black. And on a spur of the moment, we've talked about this many times before on the show, the best ideas come spur of the moment and they stick and last forever. I'm like, they had a song with Crunchy Black. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> if he could be Crunchy Black, I sure as fuck can be Pasty White. Yes! And that's history. I don't think I gave you enough time. <laughs> no, because it's not... Well, I, I, I must have either deleted it from my phone, and what I'm coming up here isn't showing me all the winners, and I'd like to have the actual winners on it, so I might have to check something out here. Um, let's actually, no, you know what I can do? Let's go to time past week. There we go. That's what I was looking for. That's the exact same one I had on my phone. So, some names that y'all might uh, recognize. I'm not going to name everybody, but Lance Archer, Bad Luck Fale of the Bullet Club, Yoshihiro Tanahashi, who is a legend in New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, Yujiro Takahashi, Juice Robinson, who was the former uh, CJ Parker in, in NXT. Juice. Tomohiro Ishii, Michael Elgin, who's a Ring of yeah. Honor... Uh, he was a Ring of Honor world champion for a cup of coffee. Sonata, my boy. Chucky T. Chuck Taylor. Davy Boy Smith Jr., the son of the British Bulldog. Zack Sabre Jr. DBSJ. Exactly. Tatsuyo Naito, my favorite wrestler over there. Kota Ibushi, one bad motherfucker. So, Zack Sabre was originally up against um, Tetsuyo Naito. And you can best believe I was fucking surprised as shit when Naito lost to Sabre Jr. I was did not see that coming. So, from the very beginning, I never would have picked Zack Sabre Jr., folks, just because he was up against Naito. Moving on from there, he went to Kota Ibushi. I would not have guessed that he would have beat Kota Ibushi because Kota Ibushi is known for being... A strong style fucking punch the fuck out of you hard ass wrestler. Um, so again, super surprised me. He ended up going to the final bracket. Who do you think he was against? Sonata, who was my pick from the beginning. I thought, wow, this will be awesome for Sonata to beat Zack Sabre Jr. Because Zack Sabre Jr. is a big name. <laughs> he fucking beat Zack Sabre Jr. Or he beat Sonata, I'm sorry. <laughs> so the whole fucking way through, I wasn't behind this poor guy. Well, on the other, on the other end, um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, 
who was most people's favorite to win this, beat everybody and anybody, which doesn't surprise anybody. Um, he beat Bad Luck Fallet, and he beat uh, Juice Robinson, which couldn't have been that great of a match. Good but old anyways, JR, as I call him. Yeah, good old JR. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Zack Sabre Jr. ended up beating uh, Yoshihiro Tanahashi. Um, or, um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, I'm sorry. Um, just beating Tanahashi alone is a, is a huge thing in Japan. He is he would be your John Cena, is who he would be. He would be your John Cena if you want to akin him to a United States wrestler. So Now didn't you call Kota Ibushi John Cena of New Japan? No, I don't think I ever called Kota Ibushi. Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, you can hearken back to a B-Sticks podcast episode, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, the match between him and 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 the cleaner, Kenny Omega. And and back then you were saying he was the John Cena of New Japan. No, because he hasn't it's even on the record. won title. It's on the motherfucker. Oh, who who's their fucking? I'll, I'll call. Who, who I'll did... call you out on that because I would never. I I've never. You can call me out on that, but who the fuck? Who the fuck did? Uh, the... You're thinking of Tanahashi. Kenny Omega's six star match. Okada. Yeah, there you go. Okada. Okada would. You would... said he was like the John Cena of New Japan. He's kind of coming up to it. If he's he's more. I hate to say it. He's more the Roman Reigns. Um, and not by any way because, um, well, yeah, I guess maybe because he's shoved down people's throat, but he, but he puts on six star matches, which Roman Reigns doesn't. But a good example is, I wonder if I have this picture in my phone, a good example of, of him being more of a Roman Reigns, but yes, you could easily call him the John Cena. So I'll give you that. I've never said Kota Ibushi was, I, I will a hundred percent fight you that I ever said Sorry. that. That's I all right. Mistaken. Um, it's okay if they're shoving him down people's throats because we all know Japanese men can't go that deep. Boom. That is, that is but, true. Uh, what did I do? Clean out my fucking phone? <laughs> I wonder if I posted that on Facebook. Anyways, the last six um, WrestleManias have all had Roman Reigns in the main event. And the last six New Japan Wrestle Kingdoms have all had... Uh, Kazuchika Okada in the main event. So, I mean, you could say that right there that, yeah. You you could make that argument that he's more of their Roman Reigns um, to where you're never surprised that he wins. You know he's going to. But again, he puts on the matches. I mean, he, you enjoy watching him every time he comes out. So to me, that's the difference between the two. That's why I hate to say he's like the Roman Reigns. But yeah, if you were to go, like, if you were to do side-by-side comparisons of wrestlers in each one. Uh, Tanahashi is your John Cena, who obviously is now losing to younger guys and helping build younger guys. And Okada is your main guy now, your Roman Reigns, the guy who's who's the dog, the guy, the man, the big shitter. He's the big shitter. They need a fucking pro wrestler with that nickname. The big <laughs> shitter. <laughs> <laughs> you're the big dog you're the big man i'm the big shitter oh i did post that bracket on uh beef sticks um podcast facebook page also so that facebook. bracket is on there that's probably why i deleted it 
Usually I try to keep my phone pretty empty so I can record shit. Dead air, pasty. That's never good. Dead air. Deader. Deader than a pair of drowls. <laughs> Got anything else for us, pasty? I don't know. I'm just scrolling. Scrolling and trolling. You know, I mean, unless I'm not looking hard enough, I don't think... I, I think this was a good week for us to do this because I don't think there was a ton of news this week. It's okay. It's okay. Who needs notes when we can talk about things like... Why you quit the no DQ, DQ wrestling discretion Facebook group? Let's talk about that. It's a troll page. I didn't know it was when you invited me to it. It's a troll page, and I, I like, I just, I don't need that. I don't need that. So I unfollowed them. It's good, dumb fun, and I loved it. I'm still a member. Of I it. loved. I can battle. still go there and look at their shit, and I can still. You know, the thing is, it's not fun to debate people who are just trolling, anyways. Because if I debate people, I'm honestly trying to educate you. Your name's Bubba. You're one of those dudes who fucks dudes <laughs> in prison. Yeah, and what did I tell him, Pasty? I'll tear him, your ass up. You're damn right I told him that. I'll fucking tear your asshole open, baby boy. Come over here. You won't scare me. Yeah. I don't got time for uh, troll pages. Um, I got. You've had some good battles this week. I have. From, from that to the and therapist. I need to stop. God damn, that was a good battle too. The therapist. Uh, there was no battle on that. That was actually a pretty good dis- um, exchange of of beliefs. I thought that was actually a really positive one. You're talking about how how a black person has to have a black therapist. That one. Yeah. 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 I thought I thought that was actually a very good. Um, discussion of thoughts between between multiple people and i think we all gave valid points i actually really enjoyed that i enjoy that i like that people people don't understand that i don't go online to pick fights i love to exchange ideas and thoughts and have debate and hopefully educate myself and hopefully educate somebody else and i i really enjoyed that um i actually it's it's pointless but somebody put up a thing about like a random it was random animated dads, and it was like God tier, good tier, bad tier, and evil tier. And there were some awesome ones on top, you know, and then like bad tier was like Homer and and Peter Griffin, and then evil tier were the ones that killed their kids or whatever. But in God tier was Marlin from Finding Nemo. And I wrote on there, <laughs> how the fuck? The whole movie's because he lost his fucking kid. How's he God tier? <laughs> and then somebody responded with, he was like, yeah, well, you know what? It happens. Sometimes kids get away. He was like, when I was a kid, I, I got lost at Disney World. My parents aren't bad parents. The reason he's God tier is because he went out of his way, let nothing stop him, and went for miles to make sure that he got his son and got him back and wouldn't stop for anything and loved him dear enough to do that instead of just saying, he's gone. And I was like, I'd love to keep arguing, dude, but you sold me. <laughs> like, all right, Marlon's a good dad. <laughs> Woohoo! I don't know. My thing on that post, at least the battle end of it, was the the post that, that stated that you can't be racist against white people and you can't be sexist against men. <laughs> I really don't agree with that. I don't. 
I only agree um, with one thing. I agree with you can't be racist against white people, but only because white doesn't exist. That that's not a race. White isn't a race. Um, right. Germans a race. Dutch is a race. Swedish is a race. White is something that a, a bunch of these European people made to um, which and it came during the slave trading time, and it was sort of a, a way of empowering all of them against the lower thing. But for you to say that white's a race is for you to almost demote other races because it's not. Yeah, yeah. it's not. White, well, white isn't white. You're, you're German or you're Swedish. Black's not a race either. Well, African American would be a race if you're if you're from Africa. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Well, yeah. But if you're South American, then yes, you're so, you're South American. But even still, there's different countries in Africa. That's so true. they're made up of different peoples. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah gotta, exactly. You we always got to touch on the controversial here on the podcast. And I know this isn't on the wrestling topic, but <laughs> I mean, people are people. And I think anybody can be hurt by prejudice and, and one-sided views. Yeah. As soon as you say you can't be racist about a certain race, you've you've basically lost any respect. Just open up. You got to open up communication. And by shutting that down immediately, that's a negative. Right. And you can't be sexist against men. I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> but I've worked in a lot of places where the women get the easier job and the men work harder because that's the way the company is operated. Right. And that to me is sexist. Oh yeah, you can definitely be sexist against men. I know tons of men and women that are sexist against men. Hey, so you know what? My two just, cents there. And just... I know I'm a white male, and that puts me in a bad place to even talk about this stuff. But I'm just putting it out there. Well, you know what? One you thing can. about being not being uh, sexist against men, just go on Facebook and look at a fucking post about, uh, about being a father. You know how many fucking things? Oh, baby daddies say this. Oh, baby daddies do this. Oh, baby daddies' worst fear is, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You get so much shit on fathers, and it's like between you and I, who are two awesome fathers who do more than our fair share, more than 50% of the work, obviously, it's like, to me, you look at that, yeah, that's sexist as shit, because you know what? There's a lot more shitty mothers out there than there are shitty fathers, at least in my experience. Right, and so... that might just be this this age, this this generation, but everything shifts all the time. And I think you got to look at everything with an open yeah. mind. I try not to be prejudiced against anybody, but I hate when, you know, men are all pigs, men, da da da. They only want to send dick pics. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't right. think I've ever sent a dick pic in my life. You know what? After the third, I stop if they don't respond. <laughs> so what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> and the fact that I, as a man, have to take responsibility for what other men do. No, the fuck I don't. I'm my own fucking entity. I'm my own human being. I'm my own person. Right. Uh, this, this shit bothers me sometimes. Oh, and we talked about Rick and Morty, and we didn't bring up the fact that in the, the segment on Raw, between Braun oh, Strowman yeah. and the bar... Seamus said, you couldn't beat us if you had Batman. 
or Superman, or Rick Sanchez as your partner. How about Fuck that? yeah! Who would have thought? <laughs> Honestly, who would have thought that would be it? I love that he ended it on Rick Sanchez, too. Like, he's, he's the, better he's than the all the top. Yeah, players. he's the top. He's the tippity and the top. <laughs> the tippity and the top, Loke. <sighs> Beautiful thing. I don't know. This seems like a good place to end it, Pasty. I think we've uh, almost almost. There's of... another thing I said before we started recording that I didn't get to bring up yet either, and that's something a question I have to pose to you. And Iron Sheik posted a. Oh yeah. <laughs> you you talk for a moment because I want to look this up and get the exact thing. So, folks, the other day I was going out. And I was looking for honey from honey trees made by honey bees. And I was with my woman, and I said, Honey, seize! No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. But we went out there, and I'll be damned if there wasn't a pack of woodchucks just down the way. It's like, oh, my God, look at them. And then she, she turned to me, my girlfriend, and she said, Why do you think they call them woodchucks? At that moment, that motherfucker chucked a log of wood at that broad's head and knocked her down. Whap! And I just laughed like shit and walked away. <laughs> And all I had to say was, hey, ask a stupid question. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So on March 20th, the Iron Sheik tweeted, and I'm not one to follow tweets, and I'm not one to follow Twitter, and Iron Sheik wouldn't be one of my first follows on Twitter if he was. But on the 20th, he posted... The ultimate deletion. Excellent, Bubba. My brothers, Matt Hardy Brand and Jeff Hardy Brand, show my English same good as them, Bubba. And my question for you is how do you feel about the Iron Sheik always directly speaking to you? Well, you know, Sheiky Baby and I go way back. Actually, back in the day when we were both uh, um, we, were, we were both working on the oil rigs in, in Arabia, Saudi Arabia. And uh, he's the one he's the one that taught me everything I know on the oil rigging business. And back then, back then he called everybody Jack. He's like, oh, yes, Jack. What you think, Jack? How's it going, Jack? And I was just like, dude, that's stupid. Why do you call everybody Jack? And he's like, oh, it's just my thing, Bubba. Don't worry about it, Bubba. He's like, what would you prefer? I call everybody Bubba? And I was like, no, that's stupid as shit. Dude, ever since then, he's called everybody Bubba. It's like one of these days I just want to call him up and be like, hey, Jack, how's it going, Jack? What's going on, Jack? So that's that's kind of where that comes from. It comes from back in our days working on the oil rigs, man. Well, there you go. You heard it here. I just think it's lovely that he's always talking to you. (laughs) And he's never been a guest on our show. Uh, Just because we'd never understand the bastard. It's just a waste of time. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Another beautiful tweet from the Iron Sheik. If you can't take the heat, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's a classic Sheiky baby tweet right there. That is a classic. Um, you know, if we if 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 you want to kill a little more time, I do have some uh, some tweets that we can bust out here. One of them. 
from Woken Matt Hardy who said, The seven deities have bestowed a kindness upon the WWE Universe. In return for deleting Bray and Abigail into the Lake of Reincarnation, we've all been rewarded with a regenerated vessel for the Dragon of America. It truly was the ultimate deletion. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, if some of you guys don't catch that reference out there, uh, Daniel Bryan, when he wrestled... If you don't catch it after the yes, 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 I feel bad for you. There you go. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Perfect, Christy. Not even going to explain it. Fuck them. That's that's it. Fuck them. What else do I got here? I got a... uh, Oh, yeah, this one I loved. I loved this one. Um, Woken Matt Hardy again. He, uh, he said, I could certainly submerge you into the lake of reincarnation, Hogan of Hollywood. It truly does wonders for deleted vessels. <laughs> so Woken <laughs> Matt Hardy is offering uh, Hulk Hogan a little chance at uh, bringing his old self back, his old body. <laughs> And then, it's good shit. Yeah. He's just going to start holding baptisms at the Hardy compound. Um, we had one from Baron Corbin. Now, the, the tweet that Baron Corbin put out isn't the hilarious part. Uh, somebody who I'm not sure who it is, their their response is what, what wins this. Baron Corbin put a list on, twi- on Twitter, and it said, Have a six-star match. Check. I don't know what six-star match he had, but he thinks he had it. Um... <laughs> Put on a $12,000 watch. Check. And then in parentheses he says, I have six. (laughs) Have a bunch of losers tweet me stuff like they matter. Check. Enjoy a cigar and whiskey. Check. So then somebody replied to him, you have six watches worth $12,000 each, but you couldn't tell when it was a good time to cash in the money in the bank briefcase. (laughs) I saw that shit. I love that. That was that was awesome. That was uh, that was good. I don't even know who that guy is, but I love him. God bless him. Uh, <laughs> anything else great here? Eh. I got one from one of them pastors that said, I hope Stephen Hawking did not miss the simple truth that God is the creator of the universe. He loved to study and everything in it. And then God retweeted him back. Stephen just told me to tell you to fuck off. Also, your father is burning in hell. And then Satan, and then <laughs> Satan tweeted on there said, "I can confirm that." <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. That is good shit. It had nothing to do with wrestling, but I, I thought I'd say that. Yeah, that's about all I got, man. Well, that's fine with me. Don't be yawning. I'm not. Don't be yawning. I was I was regurgitating food to my baby chicks. Okay. <laughs> what a what a time to not be on YouTube, right? Everybody missed right, out right. on that. They just know you laughed good and it was something good. You'll <laughs> never know, folks. You'll never know. But hey, folks, next week we plan on being back live on YouTube with an all-new layout that I worked pretty hard on last week. Really I actually awesome haven't looked at layout. It. I haven't looked at it since I fucking made it, but 
It's pretty fantastic. It's a vintage throwback, and it kind of lets you know why we chose the name Beef Sticks. Yes. So Very eye-opening, too. It'll catch you. It will. And, hey, it might still undergo some changes this week. Who knows? I got time now. I got time now. Time is on my side. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, folks, time is up for the Beef Sticks podcast this week. But you can join us next week and every week for the rest of eternity. Because we ain't going nowhere. No. Season two's just starting, and we got 20 more. You and me, Fat Mac. 20 seasons. Pasty White and Fat Mac. 20 Pasty seasons in a movie. <laughs> the Beef Sticks movie. It's just a, just a whole we movie. We have to find... It's just a whole movie what of us fucking... in the playoffs in a movie? No, it's just a whole movie. Yeah, well, I don't know who we get, but man. Well, I, I got Vin Diesel, probably. Um, <laughs> Channing Tatum for me. <laughs> yep, just a bunch. It's it's just the whole fucking. It's it's an hour and a half of three actors portraying UI and Strata in the shower eating steaks and shitting. <laughs> <laughs> Discussing the ins and outs of eternity Strata's, in life. Strata's actor is George Clooney. I was going to say Jack Black. George Clooney and Channing Tatum <laughs> shitting in a shower eating steak together. You know what? That would sell. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. You get those three in a shower. I don't care what they're the doing. Cameo by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the phenomenal AJ Shaw. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a great movie. You better uh, start writing it. Ooh. And folks, definitely stay tuned to Beef Sticks Podcast. Uh, coming up probably the week of WrestleMania, we're going to have special guest Panda Red, a.k.a. My Lady Kirsten, as a special guest on the podcast. And I definitely want to have our phenomenal guest AJ back on the show again sometime soon, just because that's good trolling. Of course. <laughs> hey, it got us views. Got us <laughs> right? Views and listens. Almost as many reactions as our scene as heel turn episode, which got one thumbs down on YouTube. <laughs> right. Mm. You keep listening, we'll keep bumping out the content. You stop listening, we'll still keep pumping out the content, because that's what we do. Cloud Style Broadcasting, Beef Sticks Podcast, we out. <laughs> Fuck, I did that again. <laughs>